Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person, because he is a righteous person, will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water, because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Jesus said, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Those of you who read the May newsletter this year uh, saw that I was able to recycle something from last year. Not in a newsletter article, but the speech that I gave down in Cisna Park for the American Legion's program for Memorial Day. It was a speech I was proud of. I liked what I had to say. I liked the way that I said it. And when you get enough people saying that was a good speech, thanks for giving it, you know, well, hey, maybe, maybe it was actually something pretty good, good enough to put in Calvary's newsletter the next year. Well, the speech was over and against people, Americans, who like to define our country by its past mistakes, who like to look at the spots on our history and say, that is the biggest thing about us, that is what we should think about when we see the flag or think about the United States of America. And of course, in my speech, I made the point that there are mistakes, to be sure. There are sins, if you want to use the language of the Bible and the church, but none of us here or there or anywhere loves America, loves the United States because our country is or was perfect, but rather we love this country because it's ours. It's our country. That's why we love it. And I compared, of course, the love of country to love of children, right? If you were to love your children based purely on their behavior, well, who would love their children, right? Or at least who would love them all the time? Who of us would have, when we were children, have been loved all the time by our parents? In fact, if it was based off of behavior or comparison, all the children in the world would go unloved. Now, finally, of course, we love the things that belong to us. We love the things that are ours, our closest neighbors, as it were. We love our immediate family. We love our extended family, our kin. We love our church family. We love our community that we live in. And yes, we love our country. But here's the thing. Even though we love these things, and for today's purposes, our country, we love our country, even though it's imperfect, we don't, by that love, endorse the imperfect parts of it. We don't champion for those imperfect parts. We don't turn a blind eye to sin. Even if we don't define it 
by those sins, we also don't look away from the sins either just because we love it. In fact, I would say this, because, because we love our country, we rebuke and we correct and we work for change wherever it is needed. I think a lot of folks in the modern world seem to be governed in their life by just reacting to other people and other things opposing people and ideas. The example that comes to mind for me, especially as a parent of young children, is discipline. And I've heard people say this everywhere I've been in all stages of life. People will say something like, well, my mom and my dad, especially my dad, disciplined me way too much, way too harshly, and so I don't discipline my kids hardly at all. I never rebuke them. I never say no to them because all I ever heard growing up was no. Or sometimes you hear it, it's the opposite way. My parents never said no to me. They never set boundaries for me. And so I make sure my kids hear no all the time. I make sure that they are disciplined for every infraction and the like. There are folks, of course, who operate this way. You probably know them. If you're like me, it probably describes you to a certain extent. It describes us how you are in your family. But I think it also happens for how people live as citizens, as members of the country, too. We live in reaction to other abuses or imperfections that we've perceived in the lives of others. Some people look only at the worst things in America's history, as we've talked about. And for that reason, those people on national holiday weekends like this one, other holidays, or just their daily life, it seems sometimes, if you turn on the news and watch them when they have a guest spot on a show, for that reason, these people curse the country, this land of our fathers. Okay, a previous president that we had, not going to name names, his pastor, the church that he was attending on and off at the time, had a very famous line that came out during that election cycle. It was in a sermon, and it was online, like even sermons back then were. He said, God bless America? No. God damn America. That was the line. The church is a couple hours north of here. If you want to connect the dots, you can, you can do the math on that. No. He saw injustices in the country. He was angry about them. Some of the injustices were real. Some of them perceived. And his solution and the solution for people who think like him is to hate the country. To hate old glory and everything that it stands for. Now, I'm guessing most of you are like me and that attitude does not sit very well at all. In fact, it probably gets some feelings of frustration. You're thinking, I don't come to church to get frustrated about these people. I come to church to hear a positive word. And it's not because these things are not problems, okay? It's not because they don't have a point here and there about things to be critical about America, but you get frustrated at that attitude because it's not helpful. It's not even close to being beginning to be helpful. And that's a problem, that attitude. But the problem doesn't stop there with that side. It doesn't only stop with the one side that is critical. You see, I think another problem is many see the hypercritical and negative attitude about our country because of whatever they see in the past, 
and then they make the opposite mistake on the opposite side. It's the attitude that says, well, people only want to be negative about the flag and America and stuff like that. Well, I will only then be positive about it. I'll never say boo about anything in this country. Lines come to mind like America is only and always has been great and there's no problem whatsoever because they see so many people critical of the one side, they just go to the other side and they paint everything just this was rosy colored, nothing was ever wrong thing. And I was gonna say, if there's probably a side that most of us here do lean toward, it is that side. If you had to pick hyper negative or hyper positive, most of us here are going to be hyper positive. But the trouble is, I still think that that's a place like the first camp that's not really grounded in reality. It's a reaction to other people. And if somebody does want to say, well, America has always only been a wonderful place with wonderful things happening, I will say this. Any one of the 60 million babies aborted since Roe v. Wade, if they were alive today, would beg to differ with that. So no, seeing the abuse on one side and living in reaction to them, that's not the best solution either. It's not because that first side isn't wrong with their feelings and opinions. They are. They're ignorant. They're taking for granted the good things that they have received in this country, and they're ignoring the blessings that they have benefited from. And it's not because we can't or should not love our country. Of course we should. This country is your inheritance just as much as whatever your mom and your dad or your grandparents left you. Of course you should love it. But no, it's not the best solution. Absolute, uncritical praise isn't the solution because it just leads us to gloss over the real troubles, the real problems, the real sins, wherever they happen to exist. Right? Reaction against one bad thing isn't the solution, okay? Just back to the family example. Just because your dad maybe spanked you a little bit too much doesn't mean you should never discipline your children. You're just going to spoil them that way. Our life as citizens should not be formed merely in reaction to evil, misinformed, stupid, whatever people, but rather our lives as American citizens should be formed by seeking what's good and what's right. Voting for it, trying to get it enacted if it's a law and if it's already good and it's there, trying to defend it, living as good citizens. Because that is how we actually, truly, in a substantial way, honor America, honor our country, honor the people that gave it to us. We do put out the flag, as it were, in all the manifestations of public patriotism, and we ought to. Put out the flag this weekend. Put out 20 if you have 20. It's great. But also do this. Do your best outside of these patriotic weekends to be a good American. Live as a good citizen to help make the whole better. Not just because some people are getting it wrong, but because you know that there is right and there is truth and there is a good way that we should live. Whenever something is good that you have, don't you work to defend it, to keep it, to build it up? Freedom of speech, freedom it allows us to gather here in this place publicly as Christians to worship our risen Lord Jesus. That's a good thing. Let's defend it. 
Whenever something is bad, a law that is wicked, that is unjust, don't we, through processes, work to overturn it, to change it? Of course we do. I hope we do. As Christians, we ought to do these things. And we do so with the right frame of asking God for help, for his blessing. Saying, Lord, we know that there is evil. Help us to repent of it personally. Help us to repent of it collectively and help us to work for the actual righteous change which is in accord with your will because after all it is your world. That's what today is about. Go home and if you haven't already, put out the flag for the weekend. Go to a patriotic event if you can on Tuesday. Me and whoever I can wake up early enough will be at Schwer on Tuesday morning. I don't know why they've never tried a patriotic brunch. That seems like a pretty good idea to me. But thank God for this country. Thank God for the United States of America and everything that it is, everything that it is given to you. And with men of goodwill, with people of goodwill, do your best every other day of the year to make it a better place. Yes, there's going to be friction with other people for doing this. That's just part and parcel. Jesus talked about it in the gospel, right? You're going to have enemies in your own household because you follow me. That goes with the territory there, and that goes with the territory for us in the political realm too. Jesus said there will be strife. It's no surprise. But so what? Good things have a price, but when you work hard, there are great benefits generally in the train. And so work hard for this country, even as you thank God for it, so that we may benefit from it, our children may benefit from it, 